Hello, we are the Voices of Experience, four pals from Toronto, Canada, all of us with quite a few miles traveled already down life's highway. While that may not translate directly into Voices of Wisdom, we can promise you an entertaining half hour of discussion on a wide range of topics of current interest. So sojourn with us for a while. You'll hear a variety of points of view. You'll be amused. You'll be provoked. You'll be stimulated. Okay, okay. Jesus, we get a cold. So I'd like to ask my friends here just what their opinion is of the election and what they think of the issues at the moment. I'd like to start with Mario. Mario, what do you think of the election so far? Well, obviously, thank you, Al, and uh, welcome, everybody. Um, uh, obviously, the, the elections are extremely close. We are right now, um, you know, in the afternoon of the 4th of, uh, of November, and there hasn't been yet a, a decision made. Uh, it is very, very close. And uh, we obviously are, uh, you know, depending on which part of uh, the, the bubble you, you may be uh, in the United States, you, you may feel that this is the right result. You may feel that this is, um, you know, not expected. Uh, some people were talking about a complete blowout of with Joe Biden uh, taking the lead as a um, as a way to basically say that uh, Donald Trump did not do a very good job, a rebuke of what he was doing. Um, on the other side, uh, obviously, the Republicans were saying, well, wait, wait, wait until uh, the elections. You're going to see us coming out. You know, we've got we're the, the people behind it and uh, we're the silent majority. and We're going to come out uh, and do this. Um, it is it is. Unfortunately, it is probably the worst case scenario uh, that we could be facing from a, a perspective of um, the potential of having something really bad go on because it's very easy right now with the narrow margins to delegitimize uh, the vote. So we're in some, some really, really hard times. I don't think 2000 will be even close to comparison of what we're gonna go through. I'll continue on later on, but I'd like to give the word to, to Andrew if you wanna take it on from there. Yeah, well, um, like many Canadians, uh, I've been uh, following the election very, very closely. I, I've been devoting a lot of um, time to it. You know, it's like uh, watching Trump porn, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I, I cannot get away from it. But um, I realize how much he just captured my mind and my psyche. And I want to get past that. That's one thing I'm looking forward to getting past. But uh, one thing that uh, we're not going to get past anytime soon is the revelation I think no matter what happens, even if Biden pulls it out of the fire here, that there is a whole lot more support for Donald Trump than the um, left-leaning media was willing to credit. The polls, again, have been uh, proven absolutely useless. So why give them credence? There's a particular um, uh, a media thing that needs to change and change drastically because they, they just clearly have no credibility at this point. But what does this say about America? What does it really say about America? That's what's interesting. While we're in this little period of limbo here, you know? One thing it does say, and it's something that Mario mentioned before we started this post, is that there are two bubbles in the United States. There are those people that 
vote Republican, and you can predictably say that they live in certain states, and then there's others that vote Democrat. For example, the, in the last election, it was demonstrated that the urban populations generally voted Democrat, but the rural population voted Republican, and it was repeated across the nation. And if you, look at, if you were to look at a chart from 2016 and look at the same chart today, it's very similar in terms of votes, which one has to wonder, why did, did those two guys expel so much hot air with so little difference in the overall result. Sarab, you've been following this election. I understand you stayed up late last night. What are your thoughts on it? Yes, so hi guys, everybody. Good afternoon. <clears throat> Yesterday I saw uh, Donald Trump claim victory and said to stop all voting. I wasn't expecting him to say that, but uh, it was quite a surprise. Uh, I think the biggest problem they're facing now is their late mail-in ballots, which came in by mail, which yet to be uh, tabulated. They have about uh, uh, one million votes yet to be counted. And mostly they're going to the Democrats. And Trump in that state has only about $600,000, a 600,000 votes lead. So if all the one million votes go to Biden, so Biden wins that state. And Biden only needs two. He needs uh, Michigan or Pennsylvania or one other state to win to get the 270. But this is quite a strange thing. And of course, Trump has shown uh, his standing much better than what people expected, as Andrew was saying. And he's uh, using all his skills uh, to, to show up for the, uh, for the election. And people have spoken. And he is nearly there, but not there yet. Well, for him to win now, he'd have to win all of the uh, swing states, or almost all of them. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen, but maybe it will. The, but here's another question I'd like to throw out. Both of these guys are set to gerry, to gener, gener, They're old people. They're old white guys. They're old white guys. I mean, how I long got, is America going to put up with a bunch of old white guys running the place? And why can't we can't why can't they come up with another John F. Kennedy? Uh, how long will the American people put up with the hijinks of a bunch of old guys running the country? When are they going to change? And what is it going to look like in the future? My own sense of the matter is that neither of these guys, whichever wins, will be in will be in the running for the next election. So it's going to be a clean slate. Who do you think is going to run then, and what, uh -huh. what will that candidate look like? I think that question is a little premature right now, Mr. Brown, since we haven't decided the result of this one. That I mean, there's no point in speculating there. Right? Possibly, but regardless which you go, it's an old white guy running the place for another four years. Well, let me let me let me add my two cents to this, and this is here is the point. If you look at how the two of them came, because don't forget, you know, when you look at the Democrats and you look at the Republicans, the the two primary there was a lot of people in the running, but the two primary people that won were the two old farts. And the one that had, by the way, the most uh, progressive or socialist or whatever you want to call it, 
uh, perspective was also of an old fart guy in his uh, 70s. So you're still having uh, that particular dynamic. Now, why is that? Well, it's power, guys. The old farts have power. And that's, and that's where the problem is. As long as power exists in the upper echelon, the, the younger vote, the, the vote really doesn't matter as much as who is going to be put up there by the power brokers, right? So, yeah, you had a Pete Buttigieg and all that. How well did he do? Not so well, right? I mean, all the younger ones got the funneled out because money wasn't pouring in. And it goes to the fundamental problem that we're facing in the United States, which yeah. is basically funding coming from people that want something. And they're not going to fund a young guy because they don't know whether they're going to go radical. They're going to funnel somebody that they already have in their arms, in their hands, and not let them go because they've already paid for them. And that is where the problem comes in. Well, <laughs> one of many problems, not the problem, one of many, many, many. Well, yeah. maybe the United States should adopt a law where nobody can run for president who's over the age of 70. So you're proposing ageism in our age? <laughs> well, yeah. Give the young people a chance at it. Why don't you kill us off at 60, why don't you? you know? No, that's, oh, a, okay. that, well, that's 60. a ridiculous thought. That's a ridiculous thought. That's a ridiculous thought. No, it's not. Oh, absolutely it is. That's a good idea. That's absolutely it is. That's drawing more lines. That's drawing more boundaries. Oh, my goodness. What do we have to identify with this, 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 this identity politics thing and, 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 and throw up that kind of a stupid barrier? Listen, um, what, what should be done is, and I've talk, we've talked about it before in other casts that we've done, and that is that you've got to remove the power brokers from the, the equation. The money. The money. You, and you've got to convert it to a public purse. X amount of money allowed to every candidate that's going to run. And basically, at that point, it's public money. No outside influence. You can lobby them okay. But you know what? You get caught with your hand in the cookie jar payola, yeah. you're going to face consequences by that. And you have term limits. So you don't have... You know, the people keep running and winning and winning and winning. Yeah, and well, yeah. Okay. That's one thing. The other thing they need to do, um, uh, Mario and uh, friends, is they need to reform the, the access to voting, uh, which has been gerrymandered so badly in so many states and all the, the, the senseless restrictions that have been placed on uh, people voting. I just read, actually, before we logged in here, I was reading, uh, I believe, from the uh, Times, and 10% uh, is the estimate of the um, adult uh, black voting age people who are disenfranchised simply because they may have um, some kind of a, 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 a criminal record perhaps in the past or if they're incarcerated. And those people generally in a great many states have no right to vote. But that's only one example of voter suppression. Voter suppression is happening everywhere, and it's happening in the uh, black um, uh, um, counties and in, in the in the black cities, and and it's and it's happening by the uh, white establishment specifically to suppress that kind of a vote, and it's not an accident. Right, and that's one where of the fraud really is right. That's where the fraud really comes in. Yeah. One of the problems here is the same thing that they have with their gun legislation. As I understand it, the Supreme Court of the U.S. has said that they cannot put limits on funding for politics. 
And the government of the United States, like the Congress and the Senate are so hamstrung or, or frozen by the bipartisanship that they can't adopt any electoral rules on funding as you suggest, Mario. In fact, I met a, met a guy down in this, uh, back in, I guess it was 2017 on a trip to Chile. He and his wife were down there and they were said they were totally pissed off with their government because it was frozen in inaction. Nothing, could re nothing substantive could get done. And the only way you could get anything done is through prolonged horse trading. Okay, I was actually, I was thinking you were gonna go in a different direction. Uh, what happens in Europe many times, and especially in Greece, I've seen it happen is, people are fed up with the government. Massive strike, nationwide shutdown, no work, nobody's getting out. You basically drop the government, and they've done it before. Uh, and if there's a way that the people can voice is to stop the economy. Uh, that's the only way, and you can demand at that point reform at the, the Senate and the congressional level in the United States uh, and everywhere, because at that point, they're going to feel the pinch of it. Um, you just can't vote them out and, and hope. you got to reform the system. And right. as long as they've got their hand in the cookie jar, they're not going to reform anything. Right, right. A uh, general strike in the United States just no. isn't going to happen anytime. No, that, so, that doesn't describe the American right. people. Yeah. yeah. It, is. Yeah. it doesn't work in the States. No, no, no. Uh, what are you, you're trying to say, just like Mahatma Gandhi did it during the British times? He, yeah, I, I think absolutely. Gandhi, Gandhi had it right, right? Peaceful uh, disobedience, civil disobedience. And yeah, you know, I mean, his philosophy uh, was right on the money. And he toppled an empire, guys, from India. I mean, yeah. there is that, that part of it. And by the way, I just wanted to talk about uh, something Sarab said earlier. He was surprised that Donald Trump, uh, you know, declared victory last night. That was actually 100% expected. Absolutely. That is his pattern. When yeah. something goes wrong for him, he declares victory. He calls it a success. Look at any product launch he's ever done that has failed, which is probably the majority of everything that he's done. He's always claimed that it's a success. So there, there is no loss in his mind. There's always win and only win. Regardless, of reality is a whole different thing. So it comes down to who believes him, right? Who actually believes him. Yeah. Well, we knew he was going to do that, didn't we? Didn't everybody? He advertised it. He's not hiding it. He told us he would do that. And he did it. Of course he did it. Yeah. Yeah. But he got his family, all his family, the whole Jing Bang were there. At least 20 people from the White House. His son, his daughter-in-law, his daughter, everybody. Melania. Yeah, I think that's a gross, gross nepotism. Yeah. But well, clearly, it's necessity, right? Because when somebody is locked in a bubble like he is, like a really, really close circle, trust is a major problem for him. He doesn't trust outsiders. And what he does in his businesses is he pits other people against each other. So when he's doing that, the reason why you do that is that people won't be able to raise their head and say, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Trump, you're wrong. If you keep fighting another person, then you're focused not on where you're supposed to be. And that's what he's doing to the United States. We're fighting against each other. And they're basically not being able to see what really stands before them, which is a demagogue taking 
away things from them instead of giving them some some well help. that's the that's the maddening thing about all this how is it possible that 48 point something percent of the voting public fails to see that this, see that's the incredible thing i mean his incompetence and his complete uh, moral turpitude and we could make a long list of uh, things here i mean it's so obvious it's so evident it's on the surface it's not hidden I mean, how can can that be rewarded with um, with a vote for this person as, as a national leader and a world leader? Let's face it, gentlemen. Um, I was watching a video. Nation, by the way. Yeah. I was watching a video about two weeks ago or so. It was about some people in either Arkansas or Kansas or one of those states, and they're trying to explain why Republicans. Uh, have the attitude they do. And it really came down to anything but a Democrat. They just, they, it was, if I, you don't mind me saying so, it was fuck the liberals. That's all they were talking about is fuck the <laughs> He froze at a great moment, didn't he? Way to go, Donald. You froze. He froze right on now. the F word. Yeah, you're 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 freezing up, there, I, Mr. Brown. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not my computer. It's a, something yeah. in my system. Yes, but I think there's a lot of people listening. Basically censoring you, man. That's what's going on. Us. Yeah, it froze on the F word. It, it, yeah, there you go. There you okay, go. well, did you get my message? F on the liberals. Yeah. You see how it came across perfectly. So, now? <laughs> But you're right. You're right. And, and that is the strategy of a demagogue, right? You, 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 you convince that the other side is the villain, the enemy, the the traitors, the haters, the uh, the, the 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 communist, uh, the socialist. You you name it. It's it's basically the the rhetoric that you make the other hateful so much that you're going to go against your own interests because you hate them. Instead of seeing the unity that is possible, and yeah. stop somehow. Stop. I don't think Donald Trump created that. No, Mario, well, I don't think Donald Trump created that. Absolutely. It was already there. He's exploiting it, though. He's exploiting, He's exploiting it. Though. And you know, we, it, it fails to see how there, how a nation where there's so many guns, there's as many guns in the United States as there are people. How can you have? any sort of compromise at others than trying yeah yeah what's so it, talk and come to a compromise yeah sarab yeah you're freezing all brown am i yeah again yeah. Andrew was saying something though let it let Andrew, yeah, well let we spent our lifetimes um um decrying and judging the German people of the 1930s for giving in to their particular demagogue, who was also exploiting pre-existing conditions. Now that does not mean that I'm saying that Trump is a Hitler. He's he's not nearly as focused, nor as smart, nor as any of those things. But still, though, the demagogue uh, being supported by an uh, unheeding public. It is the public that gives him the power and the platform because if they weren't supporting him, then he wouldn't be able to do what he does. And that's the thing that we really need to come to terms with is how can the American public um, 
B, acting, as you say, Mario, so clearly against their own self-interest, clearly. Because they're, they're, they're emotional, right? And he, synagogues know exactly which emotional buttons to push. And uh, I have said this many times, when somebody starts getting emotional, logic is blocked. Uh, it is a natural thing. You don't think anymore. You, you act through your emotions. Uh, and at that point, no matter what I tell you, uh, it matters not. I'm, I'm an idiot, right? Uh, so, you know, in your eyes, Mario is just drinking, drank the Kool-Aid, and you know what? Uh, go believe your, 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 your communist uh, propaganda, Mario, because, you know, God forbid we talk about unity and love and being able to work together and trying to bring a country uh, from, from the pits of despair where, you know, the majority, where you see from the other side of the street, you see poverty, and on the other side of the street, you see lavishes and riches and all that god forbid we try to figure out a good better way for everybody you know i've drank in the kool-aid guys what can i say uh, yeah so Rab, what do you have to say well all i can say is uh, hopefully some, some result comes back and the market settles down uh, i have a lot of money in the market it's going around the uh, circle we don't know which direction it's going and uh, the country should move forward. And Arab, take, take your money and put it in the Taj Mahal, man. Taj Mahal? What is that? His casino, you know, Trump's oh. casino. <laughs> or ex-casino, I should say. No. I think that went bankrupt. It did. That's why I was saying that. <laughs> he has a history of failures, uh, financially speaking, and he's been a fraud his whole life. He's dealt in lies, he's dealt in exaggerations and bullying and untruths and all of those things. And this is merely more of the same. And, and how he has been able to do that and get away with it, you know, this is fascinating. Uh, history books are going to have a real field day with all of this. Of course they will. There's no doubt, by the way, in the long run, where history is going to come down on this. That is for sure. I mean, this is a low point. There's no doubt about that. Well, it comes well, down to what Al Brown was saying earlier, which is basically what happens in the future uh, will determine how, how uh, impactful uh, these elections and the previous elections are. And also going back to when the Tea Party was created in the United States, which is probably around the time that start, things started to really, uh, you know, come to a boil in the United States as far as separatist thinking is concerned, uh, one party versus the other. Sorry, Al. So, there was another story I was listening to on the news yesterday, and it's talking about uh, the state of the United States in a more macroscopic scale. China is growing in economic power to the point where they can challenge the U.S. for dominance. And this problem that we're that the u.s is facing with this electoral system may be related to that i'm sure that a lot of americans might now are, are thinking about their position in the world and what it means like a lot of people don't like what's going ha what's happening they want to make america great again i was arguing on facebook with a lady who said that trump is the only person uh, capable of preventing the formation of a world government, which obviously would mean dominance of the U.S. by foreign powers. Mm. So where does this, where does the American election fit in the, the grand scheme of this world? 
Mm -hmm. Is that even a question we should uh, dwell on? No. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Sarah. You were going to say something? Yeah, I was saying uh, this one world, she's quite right in saying that. But the people who uh, they have a mindset that there is some sort of a uh, deep state which is trying to run the things for the world, even the population is too high, they have a problem with that. And I don't want to go into all the theories, but it's all interconnected. This is, they want one government, one world, one religion, one currency, everything one. And be under a central command. Mm -hmm. And we are just cogs. Uh, the US presidents, all the other countries are just part of the system which will come under thing. Look at the, the present uh, reporting of coronavirus. It's so perfect. Which other disease has the benefit, benefit of having the reporting structure? Today, 20 people got sick. Today, 50 got. Today, 2,000. How are they getting the information? How is it being decimated? And why is it being done in such an organized manner? Because are they doing it again in the near future? So, having said that, all I can say is, we don't know what's happening. The only thing we can do is love ourselves and love everybody around us and we'll be fine. The, uh, just, yeah. to, just to add on what, uh, what Al and Sarab said, um, economic blocks have, were the first step towards that one world government that we were talking about. You had the EU, uh, you had the NAFTA, right, North American Treaty, you had the, the, the treaties in the South American nations, and of course we had TPP, uh, that was the Trans-Pacific Partnership, right. which was the next step over. I think the United States made a huge mistake pulling out of the TPP because at that point they did open the doors to China yeah. being able to come in and really take the, the reins. Uh, a huge, huge, huge mistake as far as from yeah. a geopolitical sense. Yeah. But beyond that, if we want to look at how the world, one world government would work, it's not a bad idea. However, it has to be within that, I will say, trans-utopian world that I've been talking about which is basically where there is no money, there is no power. Mm -hmm. You know, when that's the only way where the government is from the people, uh, and there is a one-world government. But that is a long way away. Well, the only way we will see with economics and politics yeah. and the way things are is basically a dictatorship, a, a worldwide dictatorship. Well, we already have um, a, a prototype uh, world government, although of course we know it's hobbled and it, and it doesn't have the power. It's called the United Nations. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I mean the, the, the structure, the basic structure is there. And of course that's where humanity has to go. But in the short time, uh, in the short term, this um, this thing, America's reputation is so damaged in the world right now. I, I look at America and I see the chaos and I see the burning and the looting and all of those things. I would not touch that going there with a 10-foot pole, not, not for the foreseeable future. And I've just recently lived in China. I would be living in China now if it weren't for COVID-19. And that is an orderly, well-run, clean, uh, bustling, prosperous place to be. I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about the way the society is running and it is whatever, you know, your judgment or the way in which it's done. And of course, um, you know, Chinese Communist Party, but um, at least it does work. There's not, no denying that.
The only thing is Gentlemen. you need a VPN to actually not be monitored. Yes, you do. Yes, Gentlemen. you do. Yes, you do. Gentlemen, it's time for us to sum up. Can we have your closing comments, Mario? Here are my closing comments. I think uh, whatever the result is uh, in the next week or two, or maybe month or two, because I, I see this going all the way to the Supreme Court, uh, what I really pray for is that um, things don't get out of control with violence. Uh, and that, that is my biggest prayer and wish out there for the American people uh, and people around the world, because you know what? It could spill, you know? Um, it's, it, we, the whole world is polarized. So I really, really hope that things uh, get settled properly. Um, um, you know, and uh, whatever the result is, you know, I basically said, don't, don't, don't count him out because I know how Trump works and uh, I've known his business practices for a very long time through studying yeah. the guy. Mm -hmm. So okay. people, uh, I hope the best will be there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll leave it. Sarab, give us your comments. All I can say is I hope they resolve the issue fast and sense prevails because they're being a laughing stock now with whatever they're doing. And we don't want, as Mario says, any sort of a conflict which can arise out of this. A civil war can be there if it's not done properly. We don't want that because it'll affect us up in the north. But other than that, hopefully everything smoothens up and by the end of the week, we have a clear winner. Yeah. Andrew? I want my life back. I want to be able to stop obsessing about Donald Trump and American politics and Democrats and Republicans and the colors blue and red and all of that stuff, which has been taking an inordinate amount of my mental space and time, you know. So I look forward to that day when it'll just be another thing that I, uh, in the background, but that time is not yet. And the news uh, um, coming out of the U.S. is going to continue to dominate the front pages for weeks and weeks and months to come. And we, I just hope that the uh, bloodshed is uh, minimal. I think there, it's inevitable, though. There will be some. Gentlemen, I have a little more hope for this outcomes than you do, I think. I don't think there will be any bloodshed. I think common sense ultimately will prevail. And I would like some, I I'm hope I'm not proven wrong. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, this is the opinion of four pals from Canada on the state of the United States. You may agree with us, you may disagree with us, whatever, and, and thank you for coming and watching us today. Hi, everybody. God bless America.